Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're talking about having a bad day, and I think every single one of us have had a bad day at one time or another. Hey, it's Monday, and for some reason, Monday seems to be the magnet for bad days. I think sometimes we could start off the week wrong, and therefore, we cash in on the week. We have a bad view of the week, but unfortunately, that can actually happen in our relationships. We can have a bad moment to start the day. And then the rest of the day reaps the consequences of how we started. I remember that in high school where I would hit the snooze button one too many times on the alarm clock. Then all of a sudden, I am rushing. I am frantic. And the rest of my day feels a tad behind or tweaked just because of the way that I started it. And again, unfortunately, we can do that within our relationship. And when we have the start to a bad day or we just are having a bad day, we don't always take it out on our coworkers. We don't take it out on our neighbors, our friends. Unfortunately, it seems our spouse is the one that gets the brunt of it and many times our kids as well. Why we hurt the ones that we are closest to, I, I do not understand. But we need to learn how to not just recognize bad days, but see that they don't have to be setbacks for our marriage. And oftentimes we have a bad day, we have bad moments, we take it on on our marriage, and then now for the next two or three days, we are paying the price, we're trying to recuperate and to heal what one moment, what one hour, what one day did to our life. And so what I want to do is help you get into the place where you don't let a bad day come between you and your spouse. So here we go. Number one, examine your work-life balance. If you want to really get a grip on a bad day, look at your work-life balance. Now, I've had people jokingly say, well, what balance? Ha, ha, ha. And honestly, I don't think it's funny whatsoever. When I think about our work-life balance, the amount of time that we put into work, and now, by the way, I think we should work hard. I think we should put in the appropriate hours. I have no problem. I come from a blue-collar family. I have no problem putting in the time and the effort that you need to put in. But some of us go from work life right into things, hobbies, activities, and we go from one thing to another, and we may say, well, that's just our lives. You need to look at your work-life balance and realize that sometimes you need a bit of a buffer time between activities. Sometimes you need a half hour between appointments. Sometimes you need to look at breaks for which you are blocking off time for which you're not doing anything. Well, Pastor Dave, I don't want to get bored. I'm here to say boredom is good in a relationship. Boredom is good in an individual life. You need to have margins within your life so that you've got a place for your life to breathe. Having a life for which you are rushing your kids to to 50,000 activities, rushing your life to 50,000 activities, and then you collapse at the end of the day and you've had no time to breathe, no time to decompress, no time to even connect with your spouse, doesn't grow your marriage and it doesn't grow your life. You need to examine your work-life balance and you need to put up boundaries for everything in your life so that you can have good balance. Second of all, taking timeouts. I think taking timeouts is a phenomenal tool in marriage. It's something that I think the two of you need to talk about before you actually take a timeout to understand that it's okay when your stress has gone to a certain level and you're in the middle of a conflict or 
you um, you've got tons of things that are going on. Things are stacked one on top of the other at your workplace or and also at home. It's okay to call a timeout and to have that season or moment of decompressing where you're taking a breath, especially if you're in the middle of a fight and you're in conflict. It's okay to request a timeout and to say, "Hey, my my temper is getting to a certain place. If we go any further, I may say something." I may spout off into something that's going to be way more harmful than if we simply call a timeout. And so what you do is you take 30 minutes, you take 40 minutes, take an hour for all I care, and you just take that time to decompress, to slow down, and to do what I think is the most important thing, to remember what's important, which is your relationship with your spouse. And then you come back together to have a conversation when you have toned yourself down. Don't let a bad day make you push through and do more damage. Take a time out, take a breath, let your partner know you need a few minutes and a few breaths so that you can get some really good perspective. Number three, allow do-overs. Now I will admit this one sounds a little cheesy because when I think about do-overs, I think about as a kid when you did something wrong in a game and just wanted a do-over. In golf, we call those mulligans. You hit a bad shot, you call a mulligan where you just get a do-over. And there are moments where you snap at your spouse, you make some unnecessary comment, you are overly critical, and that just stem from having a bad day. A bad moment at work is now causing you to um, well, I don't like the word causing. You're now choosing to play off of that and to attack your spouse. I'm here to say all is not lost. Ask for a do-over. Ask for a fresh start. It's okay to look at your spouse and say, you know what? The way that came across, how I said that, or the wording I used was not my heart. May I say that over again? May I have a do-over? Again, that may sound a little bit cheesy, but that's important. Now, I've said this for years and I've heard that I've said this on the podcast that marriage communication is three things. It's timing, it's tone, and it's technique. You need all three of those because you can have the right timing, you can have the right technique, but if you don't have the right tone, you can miscommunicate everything that you are trying to actually say. And there are times that you have to ask for a do-over to say, you know what, what I said the information may have been correct. How I did it was not correct. And actually, it was more harmful than it was helpful. It's okay to ask for that do-over. And there's another conversation to talk with your spouse just to say, hey, we need to give each other permission to have these humble moments, to exercise that humility, and to ask for a do-over because that shows that contrite heart, and that's important. Number four, exercise emotional intelligence. You want to be able to exercise emotional intelligence. What does that mean? Uh, emotional intelligence, it's more than just understanding emotions. You're learning how to manage them and you're learning how to regulate them. I believe in feeling the feels. It's okay to feel your emotions. There's nothing wrong with allowing yourself to feel your emotions, allowing yourself to acknowledge those emotions. In fact, it's okay as a spouse, and I think it's important when your spouse is showing emotions to acknowledge what they're showing. I see that you're angry. I see that you're upset. I see that what I said was hurtful or harmful. I see this is stressing you. I see this is causing anxiety. Recognizing it is important. That's emotional intelligence. But the whole other side of it is learning how to regulate it. I think emotional intelligence is more than recognizing it, looking at it, and allowing yourself to feel it. It's learning how to manage it and to make sure that they don't manage you. I've said this for a long time, that your emotions are like the dashboard on your car. They're not the engine. I, I, think, I, I think I got that from Pete Scazzaro. 
uh, look at it and to help you to identify what's happening under the hood. They're not there to drive your life. They are the caboose, not the engine. So exercise emotional intelligence. Don't let your bad day uh, cause your marriage to go into a bad mode exercise good emotional intelligence. And lastly, learn how to support one another. This is a great side conversation before you have a bad day to actually talk about it. I think this podcast today is a great marriage conversation to have, to sit down for coffee, look at these five things and say, hey, before a bad day hits, let's talk about how we can actually work through this. And right here, learn how to support one another. Have that conversation that says, listen, when we're having a bad day, how should we handle it? How would you want me to handle it? And um, here's how I want to handle it. For example, uh, maybe having code words where you just text your spouse a word because you're in a meeting and you can't call and you can't send a long text, but you send a code word that just signifies you're going into a very rough meeting. And it's just it's causing you to want to have a bad day. And immediately your spouse knows to begin to pray for you. Maybe they just send the words, praying. And right there, they pray over you and you just feel this sense of peace and the sense of togetherness because even though you're going into a bad moment, you're not doing it alone. Uh, maybe it's a phone call throughout the day that just checks in. How is your day? How's it going? Well, it's been rough. It's, it's, been, it's been terrible. It's been challenging. Well, talk to me about it. Well, I can't talk right now. How about we go for a walk when we go home and we could talk about it then? And before we get into dinner, before we get into anything, and your spouse may just sit back and say, you know what, that's a great idea. Ask how to support one another because right there, it shows that what you are going through is not only my business because we're married, but this is something that's going to affect the both of us. And so it's more than just defending yourself up against a bad day. It's defending your marriage. Uh, It's getting your marriage into a healthy place where the two become one and you're working on the day together. Don't ever let your spouse be going through a bad day by themselves. Know this, you're together on it and you're going to work through it together. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. We'll see you next week.